Hey everyone, welcome to the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. My name is Charles Simon, I'm the host of these crazy podcasts. My co-host, the sniper, Barry Spears, will be with us right after the first break. Uh, this is week two of Saratoga. As always at Saratoga, we had uh, some unusual happenings. We had a, a gaffe couple days ago with late scratches and alls and all kinds of nonsense. After a little rainstorm, we had horses bolting in the first turn on Saturday. On Sunday, we had a no contest. Uh, the California Stewards, Delmar is uh, off and running, and the California Stewards are in, you know, mid-season form, making bizarre calls. But, uh, lots of stuff to talk about, and, uh, it's a good time of the year. Be back here in a minute and 30 seconds. So Barry came up with an excellent idea. A Saratoga racing block, the Going in Circles daily Saratoga racing block. Patterned sort of after the great Stephen Christ who, when he worked for the racing form, did a Saratoga daily block. Uh, Steve retired several years ago, and we figured, what the hell, let's let's try to put our own together. And so far, it's gone seemingly well. If you haven't seen it, check it out at goingincirclesdigest.substack.com. Or we put the link up every day on Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, all sorts of social media. Uh, check it out. Hello, Sniper. Hey. What's up, man? Welcome to the Big Monday Show to, for today. Appreciate uh, the warm welcome. Well, just want you to feel appreciated. I am. Trust me, I am. I feel appreciated by you all the time. All right. Let's just make sure because we don't want to have any. No well rested though. You, like you're in a you're in a good mood. You like you know like like you're about to go fifteen rounds with Tyson or something. Tyson Chandler, maybe. <laughs> You know, punch him in the kneecaps <laughs> and run. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't have to. We didn't have to worry about the full slate at Saratoga yesterday with the uh, the no contest. Oof, don't even remind me. Which Brent brought back bad memories. Yeah, my dad wanted uh, everyone to know that he had the winner and the exact in that race, and was the only ticket he would have cashed yesterday. So he is bitter. I understand. And feel his pain. <laughs> he said he's getting a haircut tomorrow. I asked him if he was going to get braids. He should. <laughs> I told him that, but he said, no, no, Barry looks good in the braids, but uh, I don't think they'd work <laughs> We can be twins when I get up there. <laughs> they won't be able to tell us apart, I swear. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, I, I had to rest. I, had to, I actually didn't go to the race yesterday. I had to take the day. I had to take a day. I feel you, man. 
that was a good day to take too. By the way, wow. that was a stellar job of picking the day. The 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 card was uninspiring. Um, I mean, it wasn't a terrible card. I just didn't like anybody, and uh, I was just dead to the world because I did a double header on uh, on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The, rare, the the rarely done double header in these. Uh, at this uh, age, a guy said I was uh, I had a, a midlife career change, and my first thought was, "This doesn't feel like midlife. This feels like way closer to the end of my life. <laughs> I feel like I'm much closer to the end than I am to the beginning." Sorry for those uh, interruptions. That's actually someone that's uh, texting me about a hippopotamus. Here's All right, Here's it's not breezy. It's not my daughter, and, it, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Some breezy would text stingrays, uh, no, but it's uh, looking for stingray facts from Uncle Chuck. Yeah, stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I have to say about stingrays. Don't don't trust a stingray or a devil or a Tampa Bay devil ray. Don't trust them. Charlie Morton, we do not trust. <laughs> Well, it was uh, lots happened since <laughs> since we've last uh, oh man been on the air debacle after debacle. Yesterday was a beast. Yes, uh, that was um, it was interesting because I mean everyone kind of saw something happen down the backside, and we weren't exactly sure what it was, but. Once they showed, um, you know, what happened, it was really a no-brainer. I mean, you, you have to make that call. There's there's no real discretion there to say, well, we're just going to take out the guys that, that pulled up. I mean, you, you can't do that. There's some sort of outside interference into a race that, that causes um, that, that uh, you know, people to, to hesitate or, or to, you know, pull up. It's... It's a no contest. It just is. It doesn't count. Um, the tough That's thing is that... question, though. Like, why did it take them so long to figure that out? It... I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> it was kind of a... Um, I mean, it was kind of a no-brainer after maybe five minutes of video. And five minutes seems like a long time, actually. But... Um, like when it's when it's happening, it, it seems like it's much longer than than it is, and and it, you know it was oddly it, it was weird because, um, um, you know they, they didn't really show much for the on the replay. Like usually during an inquiry, they'll they'll put the they'll blink the numbers and and then they'll um, show the video. Naira does the the four camera view angle uh, replays and. That they really didn't do it, so I mean, they did it right quick down the backside, and, and nothing looked like it happened. Obviously, you saw something happen, but there didn't look like there was any interference. And um, and then it took, yeah, it, it took a long time, but I, I'm guessing that they were a trying to make sure they got it right, um, and b trying to figure out what they were going to do with the uh, the pools. And I mean, like the pick four pool wound up being refunded, a total refund. Because essentially, with a no contest, um, everyone's scratched. So it's like the race never happened. And 
the the tough thing, and people have to remember this too, is that these horses, their lines that that line will not be on their their PPs. Um, so that's kind of um, it's a little bit unfair <laughs> because they actually did race. I mean, it wasn't like uh, they didn't run. I mean, and you know, like some of them did pull up, but the other ones ran. I mean, they they were they were still in the race down the stretch and um, that race is not only not going to count, it's not going to be recorded. So when those horses run back and I'm sure if they run back at Saratoga, it'll be duly noted, but um, you know, I had a, I had an incident, you know, different, but um, happened to me at Oakland park where the gate actually didn't move. And they didn't have a backup uh, tractor, huh. and the race. Oh, I think you told. Me. Yeah, you, you told know they, they they pulled up. Um, Turn it for home, and a horse named Richwood Silver. She was going to win that race. I actually posted the video. It's not the greatest. Uh, it, it, it's what's the opposite of high definition? Low definition? <laughs> no it's, definition. It's, it's kind of low definition, but she was going to win that race. I remember Calvin Brown said he goes. Man, it was it was it wasn't a matter of who we were going to win. It was a matter of by how far. Um, and the gate, you know, was still on the track. So like, um, you know, the horses all pulled up, and uh, Oakland management took the whole purse, which I think was forty thousand. That I got five. We got five thousand dollars out of it. They split it up amongst everybody in the race. Uh, I guess Naira is giving 3100 or something. I'm not sure how they come up to that number, but, uh, you know, they're giving everyone a little stipend. But What about uh, disciplinary for the jockeys that didn't stop? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, the thing was that the outrider, as soon as he started, like, flagging them down, he kind of stopped and – it was a mix-up of in communications, and I, I be I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know the stewards are in direct contact with the outrider. I am not sure if the gate is or not. I mean, I would think that they might be, but I mean, they have walkie-talkies, and they're all on the same channel. I'm assuming, but um, you know, just one of those things, and it kind of sucks, but. I mean, the only thing that you can really do is right. declare it a no contest. Right. There was, like, no other option. <clears throat> right. Like, if something blows onto the track and, 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 like, you know, the field all shies from it, I mean, you could call it a no contest on that. There's, um, you know, if half the field didn't leave the gate because the gate malfunctioned, um, you know that that could be uh, another reason why they might have a no contest, but but no, that's uh, uh you know people have to be aware that those horses uh, when they run back, it's, they're they're not going to have that line on there. So so I mean that was uh the day before in the first race on Saturday was um, kind of not the same, obviously. We had a every year uh, a race 
in these uh, two-year-old maiden races on the inner turf course, somebody doesn't make the first turn. <laughs> and a horse named Wide Right uh, did just that. <laughs> took out um, took out the favorite going into that first turn. But every year, every year without fail, uh, it happens. There's a horse that in one of those two-year-old races that just doesn't make that turn because that turn does come up pretty quick. So, and if, you know, if they'd been racing at Belmont, they hadn't been running around two turns. So, and no, I don't think it was uh, anything that I read Ortiz on the horse that got interfered with could have done about like not getting interfered with. I know that was briefly controversial. Oh, yeah. As was, uh, the ride, I saw a lot of people criticizing the ride in the Haskell by uh, Mike Smith on Taba. Taba. Yeah, they're criticizing because he lost. <laughs> <laughs> if he, well, if he I mean, won, everybody would have said, oh, man, hey, how smart was he to not try to come up the inside with a green horse, you know? Now he gets beat, uh, but a neck. Oh, man, he, he lost ground. Well, he had to. The horse actually kind of jumped in the bit again after he got him outside. He's a green horse. Yeah, he, he doesn't have any experience. He ran first time in a maiden race. He just overpowered him from the outside. The Santa Anita Derby was kind of a. I mean, it was it was. He just sat third behind dueling leaders, with the other two horses not even in the race. I mean, he he didn't really learn a whole lot from that race. The Derby's a toss. I mean, the horse has no experience in being down inside because he's never had to do it, and he's never been there, and he's he's lightly raced. This was this was his third two turn race, and one was the Derby. <laughs> so, yeah, which he probably only did running half of that race, if even that much. I mean, they're not machines. Some of them aren't going to run up the inside. Especially when they're young, you know, you know it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to, <clears throat> excuse me, it's hard to simulate the amount of dirt you get thrown back on you um, in a in a race versus in the morning. But um, no, yeah, honestly, Cyberknife just. Uh, Florence Giroux did a great job at the beginning of the race. And, and this was something I'd written up about when I did the preview of the race. I wasn't really sure what he was going to do because it looked like there was speed over the top of him. And he was not, I mean, he's not been a horse that could feel real comfortable side with because he's had some antics before. Oh yeah. Uh, including in the Arkansas Derby when he just out of nowhere about the eight pole, like oh, drifted oh, out after yeah. dropping him in the post parade. So he, you know, it was a question kind of like, what was he going to do from the inside? And he kind of took him back coming out of the gate and dropping back, which I thought was odd because of the way the track had been playing. Um, the track, by the way, was, you know, and I'm sure no one else will talk about it, but it was ludicrous. On, on Super all. fast. It was stupid fast. You know, that was ridiculous. They didn't break the track record. They, they broke the 
two the track record twice the same day. Cyber Knight's a nice horse, and that allowance thing that, that broke the track maiden in the first, or broke the, uh, the the record earlier. I mean, come on, man. Nice, decent enough horses, but just ridiculous. The track was just super. A other than coming out of an eleventh place finish, he almost misses the track record in the mile and seventy <laughs> by. Uh, <laughs> Uh, twelve hundredths of a second off. So, I don't know. I I, I thought the tracks had kind of gotten out of that phase of of souping it up on big days, but apparently yeah. they. Didn't I, th- I thought we were done with that after the Keeneland Breeders Cup. Yeah, yeah. apparently not. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Anyways. Um... What'd you think of Nest? Um, I kind of want to think that it was kind of a perfect storm of Nest being the only horse showing up and then nobody else running. Like, literally nobody else did anything. They were so far back. I... I mean, I just have a hard time believing that Nest was that good. Um, not saying that she was not, you know, never a superstar or anything like that. She's, she's been excellent. But it just seemed like a little bit much that, you know, maybe something else could be in play. I'm not, I'm not sure, but there was just too big of a gap. Yeah. I mean, her, her performance was, was, was good. I mean, she was... Yeah, it was legit. Well, mm-hmm. but I think it's a little bit enhanced by the rest of the field just completely collapsing. Right. They just folded up like lawn chairs. Yeah. No, but, I mean, she ran really well. <clears throat> she didn't. She certainly didn't. She gets all the credit, for real. But Yeah, and the race, uh, you know, it's a perfect example of um, how uh, 10 seconds into a race, every... The, the way that everyone thought it was going to set up doesn't, and then all of a sudden it's it's uh, everything changes because I mean certainly society looked like she was going to be on the lead, uh, and it was a question of uh, and you know Butterbean was going to be last, you know that's her style just drop way back, um, and then it was kind of a question of of what you know the the cat and mouse game between Louis Saez and Secret Oath, and um, I read on on Nest, but I mean everything changed because all of a sudden lead, <laughs> and then society rushes up, and I mean Louis had a chance at that point once, um, you know, once the pace kind of heated to take back a little bit, but he chose not to. Um, so that was kind of a. I mean, it's hard to say it was a mistake, but it it. As it turns out, it just didn't work out that way. Yeah, it kind of didn't matter. I mean, the way that (laughs) the race ended up unfolding, they were just so far back. I mean, if he would have lost second, then maybe, but he didn't. Yeah, right. It's funny that the coaching club for two years in a row now has had short fields and had kind of bizarre races. I mean, last year, Claire Air made the the early move – 
though she's a much much better horse as uh, as she showed yesterday. Uh, and, that, and that was another race, the um, the Shuvi. Number one, why is the Shuvi only two hundred thousand? I don't get that. Like the personal ends and and the FIPS, it's the race between them. Those are both big money races. Why is the Shuvi only two hundred? Huh. And how how might that race have played out differently had Search Party been in there? Or search results, search party. Search party's like ten. Um <laughs> search results if, if she had uh raced in uh, the Shuvi instead of going to Mammoth. Uh I mean she went to Mammoth, got an easier race and for for double the month. For more money, yeah. yeah double the money. It's not even just a little bit. I mean it's double. Um yeah, I mean, the Shuvi should be more. They're 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 throwing money around like uh, they're printing it. Make that race, get that get that race up. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, but that was another race where uh, Joel Rosario is a hero because his <laughs> his, uh, his this choice of going up the inside worked because um, the horse in front of him drifted out a little bit instead of holding the rail position. So I just put a tweet last night or yesterday afternoon kind of saying that um, it's tough being a jockey sometimes and that uh, the decisions you make that you're praised for, you're criticized for in a lot of ways aren't up to you. (laughs) It's, it's, it winds up being because of the actions of someone else, you wind up being uh, successful or not successful. And yet you get the praise or the criticism, which I mean, jockeys get way too much uh, criticism. I, I see people criticize jockeys all the time. that ride perfectly fine races and <laughs> <laughs> put their horse in the proper position and they just don't have enough horse or, um, you know, I, they just, you know, they should have been on the lead. Yeah, they should have been on the lead, but did you see the other horse was faster? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I also think jockeys get sometimes get too much credit when they win. Sometimes they're going to win no matter what. Um, not all, no matter what, but but virtually no matter what. It's not it's not like any competent jockey couldn't uh, steer them around there. But, but it is it is funny though that um, you know people want to fire Johnny V. Oh, he shouldn't. He, he oh, should lose the amount of mouth out. What yeah. exactly did he do wrong? What what, what what should he have done differently other than win? Like, and you tell me what 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 tactic did he not take? I mean, he did everything textbook. Like he pinned he pinned Clary down on the rail. Wouldn't let her out, and she was just better. I mean, that that's it. That's the only thing. She was just better. She's been better um, this year, and that's that. You know, we all kind of got sucked in, I think, with the blinker change. Because Malfat had always kind of been not a great workhorse, and she's been working better with the blinkers. But... Working and racing are two different things, and mm-hmm. especially a filly that's had, you know, 
she's what she's going on there. There's two and a half years of racing. She she knows what the difference between racing and, and the morning. So it was uh you know there was two horses in the big races this weekend that are horses that uh, aren't great work horses because Taiba is not a great work horse either. No. Which is unusual for for a Baffert horse not to be the workhorse because they usually they usually fly around there in the mornings. But um, yeah, it's uh, I, w- I would say it's 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 pretty rare that a top flight horse just isn't a good workhorse at all. Yeah, usually their works are like clockwork and they're picture perfect every time. Right. Right. But it was a good race, you know. It was a, it was a good day of racing. It was exceedingly hot, and I mean, it's difficult sometimes to ascertain exactly how much the heat bothers a horse. <laughs> it's just, and you have to remember, it's not just that two minutes in that race. The horses have been sitting in the heat the whole time. They don't have air conditioning, and sometimes their hydration levels or electrolyte balances can get a little bit off and. There's no real way of telling that. There's no real, you know, um, like Give I said, how, how many times have we said it? We, it's not like you take them into a, a clinic and they, and they hook them up to a, a, the computer like to do with your car and, and it tells you where the problem is. They don't. It doesn't work like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're, they're existing in this, this heat. So when it, stays hot for three or four or five or six consecutive days they might have been a little drained going in and you can only give them so many fluids you can only do so much and I mean different horses react differently to heat different horses react differently to heat at different times <laughs> I mean you'll, you'll have a horse that, that gets a little heat stroke in, in a, on a real super hot day that'll never do it again I mean, you could have horses who are eight that, that suddenly do it that have never had that issue. It's um, it's it's a it's a tough thing because there's just, like I said, there's just no way of really measuring it. And I mean, Bletcher had said that Malathat looked a little dull in the paddock, and he was a little concerned. And, I mean, obviously it's hindsight, but uh, I didn't hear anybody saying, wow, she looks dull, we should bet against her. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. Matter of fact, I think, I think because obviously when you're at the track, you don't, you're not subjected to having to listen to that. But uh, supposedly the opposite was said, that uh, she was actually marching around her or something. Right, so who's the fibber here? <laughs> uh, I, I think sometimes on TV they're just always positive, positive, positive. We have to be positive, positive, positive. Which is like the most contrary thing to actual good coverage of horse racing because what what people really want to know is it's not who looks great. It's a grade one stake. Horses should look pretty good. It's it's who doesn't quite look look as up to par. Right. That's the key information there. <laughs> it, it's it's the old saying from a million years ago. I don't want, I don't care who the trainer likes. Tell me who the trainer doesn't like. Tell me the one they they think isn't training good or isn't doing good. That's the one I want to know. Right. Not not the one they're training good. I mean 
working 58. No kidding. Pretty good, huh? Like when they're like the when the trainer likes their their horses uh, when they're they're four to five morning line. Really, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, speaking of heat, the the whole thing at Monmouth, they they racing for an hour, right? Was it an hour, hour and a half? You know. Racing is under a microscope in, in a lot of ways, and it's understandable that, that there's concern for the participants. And this is not to say that we're flippant about that. But Laurel on Saturday postponed first post from 1240 to 150. And they had some sort of measurement that said it was better, but it's just hard for me to comprehend as a person that spent, you know, 50 summers in the heat to think that it's going to be better or a significant difference at two o'clock than there is at one o'clock. Right. <laughs> Unless there's storms coming in or something, right? If, if all things are equal, uh, like Mammoth yesterday, apparently it's a heat index thing, possibly, that if it's 105 in the heat index, they can't run. But if it's 104, they can, which of no yeah, living I, being you know, could tell the difference. How do you measure that? <laughs> it, it's it's just, um, you know, if they had a weather center set up a, on the roof of the track... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where they get their measurements from, but I mean, either run or don't run. If you're not going to run, don't run. If you're, but if you're going to run, run. You know it's hot. If it's 92 or 93 or 94, is it really different from from 3 o'clock to, to 4 o'clock? Probably is, but enough to make a difference? Enough for anyone to feel it? No, can, can you probably... tell the difference when it's 95 or when it's 94? Or... No, definitely not. It's so, I guess I do it. I understand that there's people out there that want to criticize and knock uh, tracks, horse racing in general, people involved, no matter what. No matter what. But uh, some of the heat things are are a little strange and people say well you know you've been in florida it's hot all the time i don't know how the uh, i don't know i i just right and and we don't take breaks <laughs> yeah yeah I, I just don't know we may shorten a post parade or two but sure it. and they got you know horses get hosed off when they Oh, if you delay, if you delay for heat, it's not like the horses go in an air conditioned locker room and, and wait. Out. <laughs> They're still sitting in their stalls that are that are just as hot. And believe me, once you get over putting fans on horses, it just moves the air around. It doesn't really make them cooler. You're, you're blowing hot air on them. Maybe makes us feel better than anything. But um, yeah, just kind of a. Uh, 
No, I'm not. I'm not. It, it's just a. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it, you just it's a it's kind of like an eye roll thing. Man, I get it, but it just seems weird to everybody stand around for an hour doing nothing in the middle of the heat and then running at four o'clock when it's still damn hot. So, but I, I don't think we'll get an extended period of heat like that again up here. That's every year there's or every couple of years they get these heat waves, but it's very rarely uh, do they get more than one in the summer. And so. just cursed it. Yeah, probably. Speaking of which, this is like Charles Oakley was at the track yesterday. Yeah, Chuck Oakley. Getting this picture taken with Andy. Yeah, my man's. Last time I was in Saratoga was like three years ago. I got my picture taken with Bernard King for free. And Oak's a good dude and all, but Bernard King is way, way, way above Oak on hierarchy of Nick's. New York Nictum. Bernard. Bernard went for 50 back to back. Yeah. Oh, Oaks smacked Xavier McDaniel in the face. He did. That is true. More than once, I believe. That is true. Nowadays, he would get a million game suspension. <laughs> <laughs> he would be suspended till 2030. The best, you know, the, the, the NBA fight that I'll never forget is when the Heat played the Knicks and. Van Gundy was holding on. The, was it Alonzo Mourning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had Alonzo Mourning's leg. He looked like a three-year-old. <laughs> the, the iconic picture, though, is, is when uh, um, Xavier McDaniel was, was choking uh, Wes Matthews. Yes. Wes Matthews Sr. That's right. Junior's in the league now. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> but we had a. Uh, I, I'd be honest. I, I haven't really made much, many wagers. I, I just haven't. Uh, I just haven't really liked a whole lot. I mean, what are you looking at? I'm. I'm. I'm with you. I haven't made too many. Um kind of got involved in the pick six uh on the double carryover but beyond that the the cards have been okay they haven't been spectacular by any means even that card i mean the you know first weekend was was pretty decent um you could definitely see a drop off this week but if it stays the way like like this week if it stays like that throughout you know on the non-big days like non-travers day should be all right. You know, it's playable. And that's that's really what people were kind of looking for. I mean, Wednesday, there's that four-horse stake that is unappealing. <clears throat> um, but as long as we have that to a minimum, I think I think it'll be all right. Um, nothing like Delmar, though. Delmar has been full fields, like full 12 horses (laughs) a lot of large fields and it's been really good betting but 
you know, Stewart's got in the way yesterday. <laughs> so there's that, but the, um, the California stewards are the uh, the the Angel Hernandez of uh, of stewards. I think that's that's giving them too much credit. I think they're a little notch below that, <laughs> if that's possible. I I did see the, uh, the the replay of the sixth when they took the horse down to finish fourth. Mm-hmm. Even though the horse who finished first, um, kind of caused the caused it. To. <laughs> caused we took left him alone and took down the nine. I mean, take them both down or take neither of them down. I don't know. It's I like I said. I, I just have come to expect them to come up with the unexpected. So. You know, that's what they should do at the track is like, you know, like the old school Monday night football where they used to do the you make the call. Yeah, they should do that at the racetrack. You know, just so just a, you make the call. Is this a should they have taken them down? <laughs> it's uh what was the movie Groundhog Day? It's just like nope. Groundhog Day with the stewards. Man. I would like to believe it. if it was Groundhog Day, we could predict what was going to happen. But sometimes it's just like they don't even look at stuff that they probably should or they take one down or they leave one up that they probably shouldn't have. So it's, it's like... Of- uh... So, oh, is it Rocky Two with Clubber Lang? <laughs> oh yeah, Rocky and Three. Prediction for the yeah, for what's your prediction for the fight? He said pain. <laughs> what's your prediction for the stewards' decisions? Pain, pain. It's going to be pain. That was when he when he fought Hulk Hogan too. Right? Yeah, yeah, he fought Hulk Hogan. God, that was so long ago. And I thought Hulk Hogan was a million years old then. Little did I know. Well, Kogan's got a got a like a a bar a club in uh, Tampa. Yeah, he drives. He's been, a, spot, he's been spotted there. He drives an electric blue charger. He got a what? Are you stalking the Hulkster? Yeah, you know, beanie my, hanging out. That's my man hanging out with the Hulkster. Well, beanie Downs, they scratched today. I know. Running the Colonial Cup on uh, Wednesday. The Colonial Cup, which has a snap decision. Who's one of the top steeplechase horses running on the flat. It's kind of a uh, eclectic group for the uh, Colonial Cup. Wasn't there a horse? I think there was a, a jumper that won there uh, last week. That went to the flat and took care of business. Or maybe that was Laurel. Well, Tom, you know, back in the day, Tommy Voss and uh, Jonathan Shepard, they would uh, they they go back and forth. Oh yeah, um, but uh, still like that angle. You got to assume that the stamina is going to be there for those. Horses. <laughs> <laughs> you 
it was funny the other day in the steeplechase race there was a bunch of them that were cutting back um from a three mile race to a two mile race so they're, they're rarely seen uh two mile or mile cutback but a philly won the steeplechase the, the big the big race the other day smith yep bernie dalton his wife kate dalton they bred the horse they own the horse she trains and he he rides good operation you don't see that very much and the horses are new york bred so it gets like a twenty-seven thousand dollar bonus they get a breeding bonus too in-house naj thompson's gonna deliver that check oh man <laughs> you're gonna write it and deliver it personally yep with a robe He's gonna have a robe on. It says the King of New York in the back. I saw him. He was. It's he was. Sequence. He he was wandering around there the other day. Of course he was. Cause Oakley was there. I was not Oakley was there yesterday. Oh yeah, he was there yesterday. But yeah, he had, he got it. He got his picture in too. Forty bucks for Chuck Oakley. What if they brought Clyde here? What, what would they have to charge? Two thousand? They should. And maybe he could be out there giving fashion tips. I don't, think Clyde, I don't think he needs the money. Did you know that Wolf Frazier was actually the first athlete to open up a um, an agency to, to represent other players? Huh. <clears throat> I did. I did. Shrewd. Very shrewd. Yeah, in the early seventies, way back in the day, he was ahead of his time. We, uh, I think, we're heading towards a a very, very uh, a bunch of very, very light fields at Saratoga in the stake races. I think the Jim Dandies is currently at four. Four. We have four on Wednesday. Um, and the Vanderbilt supposedly has right now has one. <laughs> what man? I didn't. I, I was hoping he wouldn't have a seizure because of that. What? Only one? Yeah, Jackie's warrior. Walk over. Though I'd have to think. I'd have to think that Uriah is going to show up with War Toskin to get. To, to get, get a place piece. money, <laughs> grab a piece. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine he's not gonna pay, he's gonna pass that up. Well, who else would show up there though, right now? I guess nobody. <laughs> but uh, it was a very the, the nominations were light. I believe there was eight, um, and as of. Yesterday, he was the only one that was confirmed. Well, I mean, you, you kind of knew he was going to be a light race, especially based on uh, his last race, which was the True North, mm-hmm. uh, the day before the Belmont. That was um, a small field. And... Um, you know, it wasn't only a small field. He was really, he kind of laid over the field. But that is going to be, uh, that, that that problem has not gone away. 
that problem is not going away and at some point they're going to have to deal with it and maybe they are you know i guess they don't have to deal with it but you would think that if the powers that be really wanted um you know, re- really were were would put off by three and four horse stake races that uh somebody would do something but well that's the thing is like even like the quote unquote horsey people, they, they don't want to see that either. I mean, would, yeah, cool you wouldn't see. think though that they don't do a whole lot to, to, to prevent that. <clears throat> uh, there was ten nominations for the the Vanderbilt and the Vanderbilt's a handicap. Jackie's Warriors in at one twenty seven. Um, New York traffic is in at one twenty one. Drafted <laughs> is in at one twenty. Drain the clocks in at one twenty. Willie Boys in at one twenty. Uh, knee deep in snow, knee deep in something other than that. <laughs> so one seventeen, long range toddies one seventeen, picking time one seventeen, or Toscan one seventeen. I mean, they don't even handicap the races anymore. These are just. But of all those horses, I would think that War Toscan would be the most likely to uh, appear in the entries. Uh, Doc Amster, who is at one sixteen, I don't even know who that is. I think that's a Florida horse. He's been running down here. Um, that, that that race is uh, July thirtieth. <clears throat> um, Saturday. Yeah. And they only got one. <laughs> yeah. Are shipping in for the day or what? What's going on? What's the plan? Yeah, not uh, ship from Rockingham anymore. No, we don't get the Rockingham shippers. I mean, to be fair, Long Ridge Toddy's been getting beaten allowance races. <laughs> um, knee deep in snow, just finished third in the Kelly's Landing to Aloha and West. He's just kind of a you know speed horse, um, which you know against Jackie's Warriors not. <laughs> Gonna help you out too much. Uh, during the clock, ran in the smile um, on July second in Florida, and got beat. Got smoked by Willie Boy. Um, I mean, drafted always always runs his race, but he just ran it down to Delaware and finished second. So, so if there are more in there it's not really going to be a super yeah. competitive race and it's not going to be a full field I, I i wouldn't think we'd get more than five jackie's <laughs> warrior probably should be carrying 140 a little bit more and some of these horses should be in at like 110 but we don't do that anymore um but yeah that that race is not going to be a good i mean it's 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 just not. Uh, like I said, we, you know, we're, we're looking at a Saturday card, the two big stakes. There might be seven horses total in them, combined. Combined. That's rough. I mean, just think about it, though. Th- these two weeks, like, you know, I remember back <clears throat> when I was a kid, they, they didn't start until August. 
Yeah, right. Oh, you can really feel the difference with these two extra weeks. You know, yeah, there's no no doubt. It's it's just like you know, <clears throat> it feels like, <laughs> and it's only been two weeks. It feels like it's 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 been like a month. It might as well have been a month. It's true, but they're gonna feel it though. This the, that impact on on these two weeks, you know. Like you're gonna go into the third week with very limited entries for two pretty big stake races, right? And, and the Jim Dandy should be a, a, a. I mean, it's gonna be all. It's gonna be all good horses. Essentially, it's gonna be. Uh... As of now, early voting, epicenter. <clears throat> I guess uh, that Ethereal Road is going to run. <laughs> uh, maybe Tawny Port and Zandon. So, I mean, they're all, you know, quality horses. It's not like there's a bunch of fillers in there, but that's literally no one else. Like, that's it. That's, right. Um, I mean, certainly uh, Jack Christopher's not going to run. <laughs> Nope. I don't know. I don't know who was saying it earlier this year, um, but you know, whenever we're talking about Jack Christopher not making a Derby, saying, eh, "You know what? He's not really a Derby horse, anyways." Oh, yeah, that would be us. Yes, that was us. <laughs> that would have been us. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, well, it was spot on because you know he ran good. He just no, he did okay. Looked like he wanted to get that far, right? He ran like a horse who's just not doesn't have the the the, the stamina capabilities to be a, a two turn horse, right? And and I would think they'd be a little more cautious with him extending himself like that, especially you know after being hurt for so long. And yeah, you got to try it. I mean, or try it again, or just try it once. No, not not now. I mean, maybe. well, that's what people were saying. Like, oh, we got to give him another try. That no. Day. No, uh, I, w- I would say no, me personally. That's, but... that's that's ridiculous. No, of course not. You, it's he's going to run the Allen Jerkins. It's not even a. It's a. It's a no brainer. <clears throat> it's a no brainer. Well, especially with his other hand, you know, like. <laughs> well, the trainer, yeah, but yeah, he's they're, got... all, they're all owned by different people, but still, I mean, the Allen Jerkins makes a ton of sense. He's going to be three to five in that race, and and it's, I mean, it's essentially what he's bred to do. He's out of a half R R mares, you know. It, yeah, it, it's not like he's out of an AP Indy mare. So Munnings, if you look at it, Munnings Stallion page and look at his top performers, ninety five percent of them are sprinters, sprint types. Yeah, and even the ones that have won beyond sprints uh, haven't won too far beyond sprints, and also generally have uh, stamina influences on the the, the dam side. Which this horse does not, but it doesn't. You know, what what do people think about life is good in Jackie's word? Though life is good, got a mile and an eighth. We don't know if he would have got a mile and an eighth last summer. Nope. So, yeah, may, maybe there's a as a four year old, maybe there's a mile sixteenth race out there. I, I don't know, but. I'm I'm assuming that uh, Alan Jerkins and he's gonna probably go for the Breeders' Cup mile. 
Though I guess it wouldn't be out of the, you know, it, w- it wouldn't be out of the question to think he might try to sprint. But I mean, that's I mean, the horse ran a negative four <laughs> on thoroughbreds. You know, he that doesn't mean he's not immensely talented. But Jackie's warrior is the same. Right. They tried him going long too. Couple, and, yeah, he just just doesn't want to do it. So nothing wrong with that at all. Matter of fact, uh, you know, people vastly overrate race record um, when you're talking about stallions. You talk about some of the top stallions. Their race records, like into mischief, is he ran six times. <laughs> Any any one, you know, he was first or second in all of them, but he didn't run against particularly good crop of horses, and and I think he won the cash call futurity as a two year old, and that that was kind of his claim to fame. Now that that's pretty much it. <laughs> Even Tappet, Tappet was a, a good horse, but Tappet didn't nah didn't, didn't win, burn up the the track, winning all winning everything. I mean, the only notable race I remember him winning. And he actually got lucky that day. <laughs> yeah. We might be looking at some some lightness, some lightness in this day. So that means you have to go there again and do like you were doing before and taking pictures and some babies, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, Thursday's card, um, you know. You're like the deputy the- mayor. Uh, I mean, like looking at Thursday, it's um, um, not Thursday. Um, Wednesday, Wednesday, or Friday? Oh, Friday! Uh, Friday is the uh, the curling, which has got nine. See, that's but good. The, but the curling is is a restricted stake. I mean, it's for horses that haven't won any a stake at a mile or, or above. Um, as a three-year-old, you know it, it's the B teams, it's uh, the Golden Gliders, and mm-hmm. the AP Secrets, and the Western Rivers, and um, Creative Ministers. Creative Ministers is probably going to be the favorite, I would guess, right? Yeah. Um, be betters in there. Every time I see that horse's name, I think of the the, the trotter. The trotter, yeah. The horse that races every week. Be best. Be best. But um, it, it's a good card on, on Friday. At least it's a, a card with lots of horses. He's, it's a, a big, uh, big fields. Um, even on Thursday, they have, uh, you know, a fake stake. One of those overnight stakes. 200 well i guess it's not actually <laughs> it's just a listed stake it's not an overnight stake but the birdstone which is the mile three quarters uh, and that only got five oh. lone rock of course <laughs> oh, no he, never, he never misses those but fearless is is in there um for pletcher who's suddenly become like the preeminent distance dirt trainer in, in the game <laughs> by accident yeah he's got two in there Portos and, and, and Fearless. Bentley Combs shows up with original intent and Sugar Ray, too. 
Tyler service. Who I've bet many times and I've never cashed on him. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think me and that horse just don't get along. Um, what about the Wilson shoot? The, I, the I, Wilson I, shoot has become but, like a non-issue. Like, I saw somebody on Twitter with the best tweet about it, and they said, you know, with the new Wilson shoot, all the races have been boring, and they have. Yeah. Well, there haven't been many. Well, there's three, right? Three? Well, there, there was the one, the stake opening day. Yeah. And then there was one other race that was carded on it, and then it was a race the other day when we had the rainoffs when, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. We 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 didn't talk about the uh, <laughs> the um, the debacle of the late uh, scratch and Ugh, oh man, how could we forget? <laughs> yeah. Seems like it's it's so many debacles ago. It just seems <gasps> like it. But that that was really bad. That was that was not good. That was bungled badly. And I don't know who's responsible. I I don't. I'm not a like you know you need to fire people or anything. You you were there, right? I was there. And so, I mean, was it in? Was it really a situation where they needed to take the race off the turf? I don't know. I mean, I didn't go walk the turf course. I, I would imagine, had it been later in the meet, they probably wouldn't have. But it's early in the meet, and um, I I understand why they took it off. I just don't understand why they didn't take it off when they listed it as yielding. I mean, nothing changed between between that time and. Because the rain had stopped. The rain had stopped about a good half hour before first post. So, and it wasn't as though this storm wasn't um, anticipated. It was anticipated, right? Everyone knew it was coming right around noon. So, I mean, to me, you should have a checklist of, all right, these are, are, you know, this is what's going to happen if uh, it doesn't rain that much and we keep them on the turf, then you know we'll, we'll make the call at this time, provided it stops raining. However, if we're going to take, you know, if it rains a whole lot and we're going to take them off, let's make the call at this point and you know get your ducks in a row because they had already taken the main track courses out of it, right? Which was kind of the the other thing, right? You you, you would and, and there is a certain period of time where you just can't keep. I mean, technically, I guess you could keep them in until you took betting on that race. I mean, in a multi-bet, right? I mean, but, um, yeah, it just seemed like everything got rushed. And then we just assumed that the races were staying on the turf because they ran. There was no announcement. And then... um. I mean, they were they were behind the gate. I mean, they were literally like getting ready to load in the gate, and that that's when John Ember all came on with the announcement, and immediately I was like, "Oh, huh? <laughs> this is bad." You know, the third and seventh is like the third is off the turf, and you're telling that as the horses are going into the gate for the first, and it should have been at all. It wound up being an all, but it should have been an all from the start. It should have been an all race, and been. You so just who, can't. You just can't make that announcement. No, not right. Right when the sequence starts, no. I mean, they they should have been ahead of that. 
Um, who who ultimately makes that decision? Is it the the superintendent in New York? The, everything every decision seems like the stewards have to have approval. <laughs> put it this way: if there's a race that's mistimed, in order to put the correct time, they have to have the stewards' approval. <laughs> why? I have no idea. I was gonna say why? What for? I mean. Every every state has different rules, and this is not going to change with hindsight. By the way, they're not doing anything about these rules. But um, I mean the the decision to to make that race at all was the right one, but you can't make that decision thirty minutes past that race being declared official. You can't. I mean, they did. <laughs> Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> At this point, I can't even get mad anymore. Like, I just have to laugh and just. Well, and then nobody says anything. That's the thing is that, like, if uh, whoever screwed up should be, should be called out for it. Period. There should be an explanation. This happened because of this. And not some bullshit explanation like we got for the modern games thing from that smarmy jerk that, that runs the California Racing Board. <laughs> oh, we're going to do our own investigation. You're going to oh, you're going to investigate yourself. Let me let me do the investigation for you. Resign. You're the one that made the protocols that all got all screwed up. You jerk. Racing has the worst. The worst. It's, it's it's the worst when it comes to these kind of things. And like I said, I'm not saying the people should be fired. That guy should resign because he, he's, he's terrible. But there should be an explanation. Because if there's no explanation, then there's no reason for me or you or anyone as a, a better to think that they're going to do better next time. Right. There's no accountability there and very little transparency. And that's really, you know, as far as the betters go, that's that's what we're looking for, you know? Just tell us what went on, even with inquiries, like when they tell take... us what went on. Right. That's it. Because the 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 <clears throat> when there's a whiff of impropriety, man, it, it's like people think something's wrong. And you don't straighten it out and you don't shed some light on it. If people think that something has been done improperly and you don't get ahead of it or at least um, give a valid explanation. And, you know, I thought they were getting better at this. Uh, They had the stewards available um, for questions after the races when they had those million dollar races. And I'm not sure why million dollar races matter. I'm not I don't see why they matter more. It's the same probably thing. You put, you put horses in the gate with little people on them and they run in a circle. Whether they have a million dollar purse or a hundred thousand dollar purse, it shouldn't matter. The stewards aren't people that have important like things to do. They're not like the president. <laughs> of the of the United States or something like that. They're, they this is their jobs. 
I don't know where they go afterwards, but I have a hard time believing that they can't be available for five minutes at the end of the day for people, and not just regular people, but, you know, credentialed media press to ask, to ask questions. And maybe sometimes there'll be something that they just don't feel comfortable answering it at that time. And they should say that. Well, at this time, we cannot comment on that, but we will have um, an update at, tomorrow or right, a later date. There's no reason. There's no reason at all why this isn't done. And I don't want to hear, oh, well, the state says a oh, bullshit. That's, a, that's nonsense. Well, did they even say anything, like, officially from the track or Naira about, you know, uh, the gate thing yesterday? I didn't see anything. I mean, all the all the information I got was... Yeah, I mean, they put something out, but I mean, it, it was just kind of what we already knew. Oh. I mean, I, I don't, you know, that, that situation to me is, is different because it, it's happening. It's a split-second reaction kind of thing, and... There's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, taking the race off the turf. You know, you, you don't have to make that decision to take the race at, uh, off the turf as they're, you know, lo- loading into a race on the turf. <laughs> you have plenty of time before that to make that decision. <laughs> but that that's, to me, something that just seems like you guys are going to have people answering questions and then all of a sudden they're not like what are they doing that, that they can't take five minutes out of the day every day every racing day and a lot of days there won't be anything to ask them or hardly anything i was gonna say most days <laughs> right but it, it just looks bad man why doesn't people why, why don't people in racing get that there is no expectation for you people that <laughs> <laughs> to, to be like 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 mistake proof people expect mistakes at this point this is not 1980 where you can just cover everything up like alamuse that couldn't cover up <laughs> but heads rolled after that and, and this isn't the, to that point I mean, they didn't take the wrong horse down but just go out and say what happened mix up Take some responsibility. Well, I mean, it, it, it's like every 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 mass communications course in history is going to tell you that you know to get ahead of this, to get ahead of it, to get ahead of it, control the narrative. But they just pretend like the narrative doesn't exist, and that and that's just to me. You know, well, that's a travesty. It's silly because it's just not that difficult to do, right? And that—that's, I guess, that's where my thing is. It's like it's very simple. It's not difficult to come up with, a, you know, a couple of sentences. <laughs> and if you need to announce it, announce it to everybody. If you need to put it on the screen too, do that. That—that's not difficult. Just make people aware, and that, that way they don't think anything nefarious is going on because just just the nature of horse players they're just skeptical in general
And when you have stuff that they can't see, then they're going to be super skeptical. Yeah, I mean, it's just not that difficult. It just isn't. It's, it's really the most frustrating sport in the world. Hmm. It really is. Because we never learn from our mistakes. I'm still upset about the, the Choco Taco thing, man. It's devastating, bro. How could they get rid of Choco Tacos? Like, what's wrong with these people? <clears throat> I don't know. That's Why would they five. stop the Choco Taco? Top five ice cream truck. Treat. Whenever you go to get, like, ice cream, the Choco Tacos usually the only one or two left because people like them. Because they're good. It's just like the Mexican pizza. It was like a revolt when they got rid of the Mexican pizza Taco Bell. Well, they only brought it back temporarily, though. But how do you bring something back temporarily? I don't know. It's gone. I think Who's it's... running that? Racing? <laughs> it's just like, you know, if we revolted and had them bring back the Jockey 7 bet, CJ's baby. Yeah. Kentucky <laughs> Downs is not far away. I was gonna say that that Jockey Seven bet probably took more action than than Naira three dollar victory. <laughs> yeah, he uh, that 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 bet just hasn't been. They didn't promote it. I think that was the that's the issue. They nobody was aware of it. Now that it's kind of sort of out there, still not catching any. Any vibes? They're not. I mean, uh, the race was canceled yesterday. There was there wasn't much money in the bet. Right. It was like forty thousand in the pool, and it's a good bet. And that that's why it's I don't understand why they don't why why it's not being promote why they don't promote it more. I mean, Keeneland has theirs, and they promote the crap out of it. Make it a turf ball, an old turf one. Just copy it. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Who cares who came up with it first? Doesn't matter. I mean, they copy everything else. <laughs> I mean, what's the problem here? It's a good idea, but copying good ideas is, is what right. it's is, is perfect. Do. I mean, it's a good idea. It's a good bet. And I think if you just made it an, an all turf event, it, it would be more consistent. I think by making it just three random races, people don't know when it's going to be. And I don't know. I, I'm not sure why that that was never. You know, they, they announced it. They got blasted because the takeout was super high. And the takeout is still super high, like on most of these other bets. It's just, I just don't. That's another thing. I don't get it. And I, and I understand that one of the problems that people kind of don't realize is that. Um, Naira charges a, a an arm and a leg to other tracks to cover the races. Their uh, their source market fee is you know high because they're a popular signal. But none, and Churchill does the same thing to an other extent. Stronic and their people do the same thing. But um, I mean the benefit of the. Aqueduct Casino is seen 
on a daily basis in the in the purses. And that's why I don't understand like why they're able to get away with price gouging on the pick six by jacking the rate up on, on carryover days when obviously it's more popular. I don't know why you'd want to do that. I, I just think in the long run you're hurting yourself. In the short run they seem like they're doing well enough revenue wise that that would be you know something they'd be interested in but I mean just like the penny breakage Kentucky did it but I I don't anticipate anybody else doing it I really don't I just I don't think anyone else is going to do it because you in most places you're going to need political help and I think that most tracks, most horsemen's organizations, which are breed organizations, are, which are really the only ones with, with any, any power. There's no betting organization. Um, just don't see that as a priority. And, and I mean, Kentucky worked because uh, a actual uh, Kentucky legislator saw the article that... Um, Pat Cummings had written, or white paper had written on breakage, and said, "Hey, this is wrong, and we should fix it." And uh, you know, help the the fact the guy is uh, Mark Coning, I think his name is. He's a horse guy, you know. I mean, he he's he likes the sport, he likes the bet. He got it changed once he brought it to the people in the the, the Kentucky legislature. Legislature, they like they okay, all, they all agreed. <laughs> And you know, right. remember, Kentucky's also rolling in, in, you know, the Kentucky racing industry is rolling in dough because of the, the the slot machines that they call something else. But um, I just don't see it happening anywhere else. I, and I think that sucks, but I just don't know. And, and maybe I'm wrong and, and uh, that might change. <laughs> but but um, the tracks certainly don't have any incentive to change it because they think short-term they don't think long-term and they benefit from it they profit from it so it does look a little weird though when a horse pays like 682 <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that that bugged me out the other day i put down a top 25 list by the way that was excellent i'll have to hit some of the spots when you're here yeah not gonna, not gonna get a uh, a shoe. Not gonna get twenty five for twenty five, and not not in two days. But the shoe, yes, we are. If you want it, not not at this age, we're not. What? No, no, bro. This is not you can pull happen. that off. You should just try just to see. <laughs> and we got the mayor behind this... us. We got all that mayor steam behind us that we. The, the mayor, the mayor putters out about nine o'clock. <laughs> he's domesticated though yeah. now there's there's no more 2 a.m stumbling down the road shirt selling so, session no. yeah that's, <laughs> that's that's gone but uh if you haven't seen it it's on uh going in circles digest dot substack dot com or if you check out our uh Twitter or, or Facebook pages. They're on there. Link. Got to get some of that ice cream, though. Ice cream, yeah. Dairy House, man. That place is pretty damn good. That's Jason Blewett's favorite ice cream place. 
They make their own there, bro. Yeah, we got to hit that spot. They make it themselves. Oh, a lot of good spots. And, and, you know, there's a lot of spots that, well, A, I had size limitations that uh, I literally wrote to the word, <laughs> to the limitation that Substack gives you. Um, and, I mean, some of the ones that are old traditions and old standbys, like Hatties and Pinnells. And, I didn't put them down because everybody puts them down on the list. Everybody knows about them. Right. You got to be different. Yeah. I mean, that that's, you know. Insider stuff. Right. Right. For the most, most of the places I put weren't, weren't ones that you're going to find in everybody else's list. Maybe the old Brian in, but I like that place. They had good <laughs> French onion soup. And every time I'm there, Durkin's there. Almost Eat French onion soup, too? Uh, he, he generally... <laughs> He's never at the bar. <laughs> okay. Tom Bellhouse is, is that's a big hangout for him. Tom Bellhouse of West Point. Oh, nice. Good dude. Um, but yeah, those are places that we, we actually go to. You know. And I want to give credit to Donna uh Donna, like Donna Summer. <laughs> oh way. Hey. Uh no, Donna Brothers. Because she put out a, uh, a top twenty-five things to do, but she had like three yoga places. Oh man, I can't even touch my toes, bro. We don't do yoga. <laughs> I can't even touch my toes without help. Yeah, no ballet, no philharmonic. I mean, yeah. we, we tried to stay at the downtown place. Although the, Sperry's, the, the Sperry's place... is really good. Sperry's is, is yeah. Uh, Rusty Sperry's. Arnold and Sugar there like every night. Your boy is there too, Serling, Mister Serling. That's my guess. He's a Sperry's guy. It's a good place, but again, it's it's you know everybody puts that, and they try to stay out of downtown. Downtown parking gets to be a situation, and it's expensive downtown. There's crowds. Yeah, they put the wine bar though. The wine bar is downtown. But uh, that place is good. It's quiet. It's it's rarely, it's never like lined up to get in there. And it's I've never had a bad meal there. It's always been good. And I don't know, I don't know shit about. Wine. Well, Thursday when I come in, you're gonna have to lead us to the right direction. I don't really care where we eat as long as we have something to eat. <laughs> it doesn't really matter where. Eating is not a problem here, bro. That is not an issue. There's lots of issues, but eating is not one of them. Okay. Well, you know how it is. You will, you will not. Florida, you got to be picky. You will not leave here weighing less than when you arrived. I'm going to hold you to that. And I'm going to weigh myself. Mm. I'll Pro- tell you, it, it's funny because you know where one of the best places uh, I've eaten at Saratoga this year? <laughs> Don't know. Saturday night outside Barn 71. Rudy Rodriguez picked me up in the golf cart. Oh, yeah. He got tacos that the guys in the barn are making. Yeah, it's like a little soiree back there. That, that, that looked like some fun. It was good, too, man. Tacos were tremendous. We're really, like, well, I mean, authentic because, you know, the guys are making them are direct from Mexico. No Mexican pizzas back there. I remember, I was a long time ago, I was working for Wayne Lucas, and I told the guys, 
uh, some of the Mexican guys who were working as grooms. So you guys want to get Mexican? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to Taco Bell. Man, they almost strung me up. I, <laughs> I don't eat Taco Bell. Man, that's you gringo. Taco Bell, that ain't Mexican food. <laughs> Females like Taco Bell for some reason. I don't get it. It's disgusting to me. Oh. Yeah, like, the funny thing about Taco Bell is everything is the same. Right. And it's not only that, but... Same. No matter what they call it, it winds up being the same ingredients. <laughs> I don't Run for the border. It. I don't like it. I, I mean, I, I have to give the full disclosure. I don't like tacos, period, anyway. And I always get the side eye whenever I say that. People tell me, you haven't had the right one. And I was like, I still haven't had the right one yet. You're not eating the right tacos. I have. Can't eat the choco taco. I know. That's a good taco, by the way. Probably the only one I would eat. It's a, it's 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 just wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, this. So we're looking at some light stakes coming up this weekend. It's yeah. just the way it's going to be. People are going to bitch, but <clears throat> we've been talking about this for a long time, so it shouldn't be a surprise at this point if they listen to us. No, we'll we'll just give them the you know the shoulder shrug like yeah yeah. We've breached this subject before, and a lot of it is just the schedule sucks. Yeah, I was saying that on Twitter the other day. There's this clumping of stakes, and then there's none. They just need to be spread out. The Molly pitcher doesn't need to be run the same weekend as a shoe V. It just doesn't. Mm. Makes no sense. Makes no sense for anybody. But the shoe V's purse should be double, should be four hundred thousand. That's weird that it's not, to be honest. <laughs> it's really strange. Honestly, well when I first saw that I was like How? Yeah. <laughs> How? I, I, if you had, if you if you had said to me, um, give me a multiple choice. Is the shoe V worth five hundred, four hundred, three hundred, two hundred? I would have said five. I would have definitely not said two. And right. I probably, I well, probably wouldn't have. I, I, I would have missed with my first two guesses. I might have missed with all three. Three hundred just kind of a. They, they don't really have three the many three hundred thousand dollars stakes, but. But that was just. Um, it just like seems like it's lost in the middle between the FIPS and, and the personal ensign, which are both great ones, which are both, you know, for a lot more money. So, so there. Anyways, uh, I got nothing else, man. Me neither. We're just riding it out, man. The countdown. The countdown is on. The Craig Milkowski countdown. Oh, man. Is he coming up there? Is he making the trip? I don't know. He he kind of intimated he might. I'm he, he might be going to like West Virginia or someplace. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Craig, what are you doing? <laughs> Wonder where Craig is. Is that a horse's name? 
Craig's out rebounding for Chet Holmgren. <laughs> Put them through the through Chet, the Chet's uh getting his that <laughs> Craig is Chet's dunk dummy. He just dunk on <laughs> Craig bring forget the dunks, bring up the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> bring him out to play pickleball. Get him get his stamina up. <laughs> get him to eat pickles. He'll <laughs> <laughs> lift some weights. After after Craig schools him at pickleball. Oh man, I struggled today at the gym. I need I needed a good warming up. It wasn't easy. Yeah, my knee is still banged up though. Yeah, he said you you you, you tweaked your knee. Yeah, in a cat incident. Yes, at not a cat fight. Dodging cat scratches and hissing. For whatever reason, my cat just was angry. I walked by it, and it swiped at me. And the the bad part about it is I messed up my knee a little bit, and it still scratched me. I didn't I didn't completely dodge it. That's funny. Well, it's not funny, but <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Really, the word I uh, should have used. Uh, it was it was ironic that. You... Glad my misery makes you laugh, my friend. <laughs> it was ironic that you injured your knee trying to not get scratched, and you got scratched anyways. Right, exactly. Of which, uh, let the thing scratch me, and we both went our separate ways after that. The the reason I was uh, wiped out was uh, Saratoga Harness Saturday night. Wally Wally World. Wally won the big. The big race, three hundred fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand, up the up the wood. Wally Make circles happen, man. Yeah, Pompano lives, my friends. Pompano still lives. I feel like I feel like Gabe isn't over that yet. I don't think Gabe's gonna get over that for a while. Yeah, I don't blame him. No, that was no. his baby, man. That's it, it's like difficult when. Think about when you do everything right and everything you do works. And not, not that every single thing you did work, but but it seemed like that. And you take this um, uh, this kind of thrown away track that nobody was paying attention to, that was just going through the motions, and you you you, you bring it to heights that it had never been at. Even though I mean, back in the day, Pompano was like a huge part of the the big racing scene but you know you're handling just incredible numbers for the quality of, of competition and and you're running you know you just do this spectacular job and then it all gets pulled away because you know south florida needs another office park and uh, yeah, work from home now everybody works from home we don't need a damn office I don't need an office park. <laughs> but they had a lot of people there at Saratoga Saratoga Harness Track on uh, Saturday night. They didn't bet a whole lot, but <laughs> they were just watching. I, I don't know. I mean, the handle numbers weren't great. But you know, Saratoga—they're going to go up against the Meadowlands. They're going to go up against the uh, um, Woodbine and Northfield. I mean, those are the three big signals. So you're they hadn't been running Saturday nights, or they'd been running the five o'clock posts. So they were mostly done before the big signals 
even went online. So now they're at six forty-five, which means most of the card is is going head and head. I mean, Woodbine starts at seven, or Mohawk, not Woodbine, but. I can't remember the last time I went to the Saratoga Harness Track. You'll be going Friday. That's what I'm talking about. There you go. Because usually, like, before, I would go to uh, the OTB, the the teletheater. And I'd end up there after the track somehow because I used to stay, like, used to get a hotel over in that area, like, Colony. We used to stay over in that area and then take the drive to the teletheater, and that's where I would end up betting the harness tracks. Right. Is the teletheater still there? I haven't been there since 2009, so. In Albany? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's different, though. Hmm. <laughs> It's not like the old one. So no neon sign? No. Nope. The old one was... was. There was, I mean, <clears throat> absolute legends that lived there. <laughs> oh, place is a legend. I spent a lot of time at that place. But um, no, it's different. It's all different. I mean, the fact is that simulcast places just really aren't even hardly needed anymore. No, because you got it on your phone. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, I mean, we, we, we need racing. We need live racing in a lot of these places because there's no other way to attract people to it. Or I shouldn't say there's no other way, but 95% of the people that are attracted to racing are because they attended live racing. So when you get rid of all the tracks, you lose that. You lose that uh, that entrance way in. But for people that are already players, people are already exposed. Um, you know, you, you just don't need those. The 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 need for those places is is lessened for sure. But racing is still. I mean, we've talked about it before. It's it's a social game. It's more fun when you're not just uh, in your mom's basement, <laughs> like ITP. <laughs> Sometimes some of the, some of the the, <laughs> the 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 Twitter battles just get to be like, oh, Twitter beef has been at an all time high, and it's really over- last two weeks. I mean, it's it's petty in, in so many ways on both sides. Just pettiness. Good people on both sides. In the end, you doing that? Are you doing that? There's there's a couple <laughs> givens. There, there are a couple givens. Yeah. I mean, it's it should be a given that that most people don't bet well, <laughs> myself included. Um. <laughs> We got our moments, you know. I, I, I've, I've screwed up bets. That nobody's playing for fun. It's not fun. Racing, betting on races is not fun unless you think you're going to win. 
unless you think you have a chance of winning. And it's not fun when you lose. It just isn't. Nobody that loses all the time that never, ever, ever, ever wins keeps doing this. It's not an action sport. It just isn't. If you wanted, if you wanted to gamble and have action, there's a lot of other things you could do that are way better. They have casinos everywhere. Yeah, roulette everywhere, man. They have they have, they have that stuff online. If you want to just bet for action, action. You wanted something to do. These races take thirty minutes between. People aren't betting just because it's fun. It's fun to try to figure out the puzzle. And try to try to win. <clears throat> Winning is fun. Getting paid is fun. Getting paid for when your opinion's right is fun. The rest of it's not fun. Like making a bet and having your horse, you know, get beat twenty lengths. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can I can. It, it, it wasn't fun when I was a beginner. It's not fun now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, it's like, you know, but, but there are certain arguments that people um, just have a hard time. It seems with, with racing arguments that people get on a tangent and then they're going to just stay on that tangent no matter what. Um, like today, talking about the lack of owners and they have uh, this owner view conference. And <clears throat> our man Junior said they should just listen to our show. We have good ideas about trying to get owners in the game all the time, which is kind of true. Uh, and you know, like we've said all the time that racing does, when they actually do uh, recognize an issue exists, most of the time they don't try to get to the bottom of it. They, they just treat the symptoms. They treat the cough. They don't try to find out why the cough is occurring. Um. And I right. think that's Robitussin when you when you need a chest X-ray. Right, 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 right. That that's a racing that that's that's always been a racing thing too. That's not a recent thing. That's always been racing has always treated the symptoms. Um, you know, but the point I guess is that uh, you know we we do need owners. I mean, the big the game is shrinking. And shrinking is not good. No matter what anyone tries to tell you, if someone tells you the game is shrinking, is good then you should stop listening to them because they don't have no idea what they're talking about. There's no, there's no business that's ever shrunk itself into <laughs> growth. It's, a, it's the opposite of growth. You can't just have five or six tracks. The infrastructure will not support it. It won't be there. Anyways, we need more owners, period. And uh, last year, we just, just about this time of year, Every week on this show, we would rattle off the horses who won graded stake races that were not half million dollars, right? Anything like that. Right. They weren't by hundred thousand dollar stallions. Um, but of course, someone has to say, "Oh, they get slot welfare owners." You know, it's like a if you got someone a slot welfare, then you wouldn't hate it. Has racing screwed up what it's done with the slots? Sure. No doubt. But if you wanna if you like horse racing and you say, well, we it, it'd be better if we didn't have it, you're wrong because there'd be no tracks left. And that's just that's just the, the cold hard reality of it. You see the birds of Tampa? 
that's a track that races without slots. You see the purses? Allowance racer in the 20s. How long do you think that let? You know, you know why it lasts in the, in the wintertime? Because it's wintertime. Right. Because they're willing to run a horse there. And a lot of them are big outfits that the money doesn't even matter. Godolph and those kind of people. It doesn't matter. If the person's 60000 or 20000 it doesn't matter to them. They just want to get the horse through the condition, and, and they're, they're, they're trying to develop stake horses. Well, look at Nest, for example. Right. But it's like, they're not, the, the, the two <clears throat> issues aren't really that intertwined. Owners, for the most part, aren't Micropoli. They're not Judmont. Most owners are normal people. I mean, maybe they they own a business or, or whatever. They, they have some, um, they're, they're richer than normal people. But they're not billionaires. And they're not, uh, they don't have huge operations to, trying to get these massive tax breaks. They're normal people. And those people feel more and more, that, that's where we're losing people. The upper end of the market really hasn't changed. Probably, if anything, it's expanded. But it's the other people that feel like they don't have a chance in this market. I mean, if you think about it, there's never been a better time to own horses. The money is tremendous. And the fields are short. The fields are short. But it's not working. We're not getting more owners. We're getting less. And that's something that needs to be addressed. And um, just saying, well, you know, they get slot welfare off. It ain't welfare. Welfare is guaranteed. You still got to earn it. <laughs> you own a horse. It don't matter what the purse is. If you run last, purse can be a billion dollars. When you run in seventh, you know what you're getting? Zero. That's the thing. Is that, and, and that's the, the, the thing that so many in racing uh, the offices on the other side don't get. They don't understand the disparity, the disparity between the, the haves and have-nots has gotten so big that many have walked away. The answer is not partnerships with 4,000 people owning one millionth of a share. That's not an answer doesn't really doesn't really work doesn't help that much it's not bad it's not gonna hurt but it's not gonna help and that's the thing is people get like so caught up in some of the stuff and it's like we're talking about with field size you know bill finley said oh we'll just get rid of the, the coaching guard uh, the, the mother goose no no bill they don't get rid of the mother goose the mother goose should be run on belmont day when it used to be run and the acorn should be a seven furlong race. And the acorn, uh, the, 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 the mother goose should be a mile and an eighth. And it would be a perfect lead-in from the Kentucky Oaks to the mother goose. You have your seven ace horses. You have your, your, you know, your one-turn horse fillies. And then you have your horses that want to go a distance. It's two different divisions. Sometimes there's carryover. That's what would help that. Will that get changed? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not, yeah. Because we're married to the acorn in a mile, even though we're getting smaller and smaller fields. 
and we've changed everything else. We took the Met Mile off of uh, Memorial Day. Suburban used to be what Fourth of July. Yep. I mean, there's lots of things. Uh, virtually everything's changed, but we can't change that. It would make it better. Change it. I'm not against change. We're for change. We want to change almost everything, <laughs> except for the things that shouldn't be changed. Right. The mainstay, the the foundation of the the triple crown races. I mean, it's just the simplest. Of, it's the simplest of of arguments. Kentucky Oaks goes into the Mother Goose, goes into the Coaching Club, goes into the Alabama. One, two, three, four. You get your spacing. You have your 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 a division. You have all grade one races. Makes sense. Why they don't do that beats me. Or why they go away from that because it, that was happening. For a long time. Well, the coaching club used to be a mile and a half. Yeah. And I understand that we're probably not going to go back to that. That's not going to happen. Though Nest certainly wouldn't have uh, minded it. I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, most of these Philly races going in distance are all being won by Curlins. Hmm. But It just has to be sometimes you just get to where you get tired of, you know. You got you to just, um, you know, the schedule is not great. And I don't want to get into it anymore. <laughs> broke up over the Choco Taco thing. Yeah, you gotta. My drop. childhood is being stripped you from me. your sorrows and go get one before they're really gone. <laughs> go buy a freezer and load up the Choco Tacos. <laughs> Probably could sell them for double the price. <laughs> got black market choco tacos. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> you're walking around with a trench coat with a sign. You, you know, half the people I, listening are like, "What the hell's a choco taco? <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> They're good." They should have an ice cream man at the truck at the track. They did what? They should have an ice cream man, like like the ice cream man. Didn't they have saucer over there? They do, but it would be better if you got it from the truck. Well, maybe they have the food truck day, you know, and bring them in. And then you can get like a, a pink panther or a SpongeBob or frog, the fat frog. Man, why do I know these things off the top of my head? Yeah, you, you seem to have That's a... ridiculous. <laughs> bomb pop. I'm ashamed. You got the whole lineup with that. And toasted almond, chocolate eclair, strawberry shortcake. <laughs> Ooh. Then you get the candy that's on the, the 
the ice cream truck, like the Fun Dip, Big League Chew, Candy Cigarettes. I just gained three pounds. (laughs) Ring Pops. We better watch out. They're going to declare this podcast a no contest. Oh, boy. Due to excessive sugar. Stumbled into diabetes. Uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll be post- posting the blog, the daily blog. A lot of people, I appreciate anybody that, um, that reads, that, that's tuned into the show because they- Subscriptions through the roof. They found us on the blog. No, people like it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe we should, we should get a hard copy out and, you know, while I'm up there, I can- deliver them on a bike <laughs> or stand on a soapbox with a Kango on backwards. No, listen, this is Saratoga. <laughs> extra, extra. This is Saratoga. The, 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 the city will be over there with their handout wanting your vendor permit. We just set up right next to the pink sheet people or Lawton. Clock of Lawton. There's only like one guy that does that now. Really? Is it still yeah. orange? Remember, he, he used to come into the track, you get accosted by the guy selling tip sheets. Four winners yesterday! I remember they used to sell it right with the uh, with the racing form. It was right next to it, like the little stand there. Yeah. And the little pencils. They had the little pencils. The little red pencil? Yeah. yeah. The Saratoga on it that you can't ever sharpen? Yeah, those little worthless pencils. Clock <laughs> uh, a lot. They were the touts before we had internet touts. Or how about back in the day where you just get a program that didn't have past performance, just post position numbers? Yeah. Base conditions? Yeah. (laughs) The skinny programs? Yeah, the skinny ones. They still exist. They do? They have those? Yep. Jeez, I need to get out more. Yep. They still exist. Yeah, go put them in your pocket. Or you fold them up and you can make a tiny whip. So uh, so I see Joey Leone, which is a guy I know you don't know. But anyways, he's from Saratoga. And he's he's leaving the track the other day. And I spot him. And he's got four newspapers in his hand. And they were um, from like, nine, I think, 19, well, whatever year secretary ran. A oh guy had posted them on Facebook or Twitter, one or the other. He was getting rid of them. And uh, Joey contacted oh. the guy. And the guy said, yeah, I'm in town and, uh, you know, I'll be at the races. He went over, met him at the races. And the guy was going to give them to him for nothing. Of course, he gave him something, you know. He felt bad about just taking them. But they were like um, like pristine condition. And they were the big ones, you know, the, the fold. Right, the, the full size. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool looking at those. I remember the ink would get all over your hands. That was the one thing. Man. On your shirt. Yeah, that, that stuff would get everywhere. Right underneath your armpit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you fold it. <laughs> yep, the ink. You couldn't escape the ink. But, um, yeah, those some of them things are still out there. What's wild can't... is uh, when, when Sabria was born, the, the, uh, the full-size paper was still around. On its last leg, and then they they changed it. Like 
I think right as soon as she was born, it it switched over to the small, condensed, dinky paper they got now. But yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll um, check the blog out. If uh, you follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any of these things, TikTok. you'll find it. All right. Till next week, uh, we'll talk again. Thanks for listening. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people, do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. Uh, They have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees. Your mare will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently, the star of Pleasant Acre Farms stallion roster is Neolithic, who is by far a runaway winner of the Freshman Stallion of the Year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big, just made it three for three, winning the $400,000 Springboard Mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacrestallions.com or on Twitter at P-A-S Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352-528-2885. Pleasant Acre Stallions, check them out.